from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. So glad that you're with us. Hope you're staying cool wherever you find us here today, whether it's on NewOrleansSaints.com, Pelicans.com, or if you are one of our new subscribers to this very show on iTunes. Hi again, everybody. I'm Sean Kelly. Producer Dan is alongside today. Of course, D-Dub and the Black and Blue Orchestra. And we've got a fun show for you here on Thursday. We're really getting excited about tomorrow night's first preseason game for the New Orleans Saints. And to help us preview that, we'll be the guys in the booth calling the ball game tomorrow night on the television side. That's Tim Brando and Jonathan Stinchcomb. John is back in the fold. I know a lot of fans are happy about that. We're going to get their thoughts in uh, two different segments here this afternoon or this evening or whenever else you're listening to the Black and Blue Report today. And an old friend stops by as well. Producer Dan uh, had the chance to sit down with Morton Anderson, who has a big weekend this weekend, a little Hall of Fame flavor here in New Orleans. And so Morton Anderson makes his first appearance right here on the Black and Blue Report. So without further ado, let's get right to our first time out. And when we come back, we'll get things started with Tim Brando and Jonathan Stinchcomb and get their feelings on how things are going for the Saints and about football in general as we really get it geared up tomorrow night at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer My Auctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? Or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex? So you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice. Actually, what you may like the most is... Yes, we have a location near you. Expertise and convenience. Great reasons to choose an Auctioner primary care physician. To find one near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. This is Eric, General Manager of the Raising Canes and Kenner. To describe a Saints fan, you could say excited, committed, but definitely hungry. And that's when Raising Canes is fans' best friend. Fresh, never-frozen chicken fingers, made fresh daily cane sauce, and a friendly Canes crew committed to serving you the best chicken finger meals around. Raising Canes, official chicken of the New Orleans Saints. One city, one team, one love. A message from Mr. Monopoly. Hello again. Since teeming with the Louisiana Lottery to give away part of my vast fortune for the Monopoly scratch-off game, I've been tickled pink that the winner bell has been ringing so frequently. There's a winner right now! 
Oh my, another winner. <laughs> Jimmy, perhaps it would be wise to check the winner bell once more just to be sure. You could win up to $100,000. Play the Monopoly scratch-off game for real money. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Monopoly is a trademark of Hasbro and is used with permission. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Well, we get two great guests here in on this Thursday, a former Saints lineman and uh, a Louisiana boy, if I might. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm being kind to, to say to Tim Brando and calling him a boy with all due respect. And Jonathan Stinchcomb is here as well. These are the gentlemen that are going to broadcast and call the uh, preseason games produced locally for the New Orleans Saints starting tomorrow night at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome when New Orleans hosts Kansas City. Welcome, guys. Good to be with you. Yeah, thanks. Jonathan, thanks, good to see you in a new role here. Absolutely glad to be back. I uh, feel like I'm home away from home now that I'm back in New Orleans. So this broadcast thing, tell me about how, how this gets started. Who knows? It was a call from Greg Bensel. Uh, he, he, I guess he was hard up for talent and <laughs> figured that he could go with a, an old offensive lineman who's washed up and washed out. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I had done some voodoo games uh, during the Arena Football League when it was here and I'm just – Thought it would be a nice opportunity to get back with football and, and share some inside insight with, uh, with the Saints. I know the fans that I've talked to are really excited that you're back in the family, as they say. And, well, uh, and, th and that's, I think that says a lot about your time here as a player. Thank you. I, it, what's nice is, is New Orleans offered something that most NFLs don't, and that's a, a community, a family feel to it. You know, when I played here, we were fortunate enough to win a Super Bowl, and I tell people often that uh, the number one thing that fans would tell you uh, wasn't congratulations, it was thank you, because there was ownership and, and a relationship unlike many uh, between the city and, and their team. So I'm very grateful to have been fortunate enough to play for a team like the New Orleans Saints and, and been woven into the fabric uh, of their history and their family. Tim, this is old hat for you. How many seasons now? How many preseasons for you calling Saints preseason telecast? I believe I'm starting my 12th. Wow. I did it with Archie the first few years, mm -hmm. and I believe that was uh, 02. And then all the way up until um, – actually, Archie stopped. It's interesting how that happened. Uh, after the 06 season that went so well, and the Saints were uh, then put in that first Thursday game – to be televised uh, on Sunday night uh, against the Colts, uh, Archie sort of felt as he as he would, as only Mister Saint would, mm -hmm. that he 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 knew the circumstances, uh, what what goes on with regard to um, uh, preparation for your first game, and the fact that that game would be against the Colts and it would be Peyton on the other side. He just he didn't want there to be any discomfort on the part of anyone with the organization that he would be involved with the broadcast. So he um, sort of uh, politely stepped aside uh, because he just knew that there would be, you know, no one asked him. He just said, you know, that, that I don't feel comfortable with it. I'd probably think Sean probably wouldn't feel comfortable with it either. So I'm going to step aside. And uh, Solomon stepped in and, and, and did the games with me after that. But I actually did the games uh, the first couple of years with uh, – with uh, Ron Jaworski and Archie. He did it a couple of years ago. What a crew, this. huh? And it was wild watching uh, Jaws do uh, the telestrator for Archie as he analyzed the play. <laughs> that was kind of wild. Archie was like, I can talk about it, but I can't draw like that. And so uh, Jaws would be sort of the, 
you know, no one knew that it was an Archie drawing, but, right. but it was Jaws. It was great because, you know, he was going right back into his old NFL films, Philadelphia mode. You see him here. Now watch as he sees the nickel back here, and boom, there's the pass. You know, you got to get it out. But so um, n- now, now John's coming in to do the game, and uh, it's going to be our first experience together. But I, I can tell you I've had some experience with first-time guys, and uh, it's fun. I, my goal for John after the game is over on Friday night is for him to say, gosh, that was fun. I think I'd like to do that again. Yeah, I hope because so. Because that's, that's really what preseason football should be about. And, uh, yeah, you want to inform, but this is entertainment. It doesn't count in the end. We're evaluating players, and he can tell stories about – you know, maybe where he's been that the, uh, the the fans know he's been, but they didn't know what it was like to be him when he was a New Orleans Saint. So we'll try to get the, the best out of the situation. And when it's over, I just want him to say, let's do it again. Well, I hope so, because there's another game next Friday. Yeah. So I'm hoping that's your feeling. <laughs> and, and, and you mentioned doing the game with quarterbacks. So is it easier to do the game with quarterbacks or offensive linemen? You know, quarterbacks, it is a quarterback-driven game. Uh-huh. But I think the idea that uh, an offensive lineman, or to be honest with you, Paul McGuire was one of my favorite guys that I ever worked with. Uh, I worked at, for years with NBC and with ESPN. And, and Paul said that if you watch the alignment of the guards, where the guards are, it'll dictate to you what direction the play is going to go in. Uh, and you know where I'm coming from when I say that, John. Uh, so there's a lot to be said for the knowledge that an, an offensive lineman has uh, for the game. Uh, and actually, Paul played linebacker, but he picked up on this as an analyst. And he was also a kicker with the Buffalo Bills years ago. But there's a lot of – if you see the game that way, but he understands this offense because he was part of it for so long. Like I, I'll just say this. We're, we haven't even had this discussion yet, but I'll just say it. Drew is up at the line of scrimmage, and he's changing things. I'm not saying anything, okay? I want John to tell me, if he wants pre-snap, okay, well, he's, he's trying to see what, which guy is, is committed to coming in, and he's changing the play based on what he, he sees. And then after the play happens, if it's successful, hopefully we'll be able to show people what it was that Drew saw and, and that can um, embellish maybe some of what – I love first guessing. You know, I, I don't think that second guessing in broadcasting and sports broadcasting is a good thing. Coaches don't like it. Quarterbacks don't. Nobody likes it. But if you're first guessing and you happen to get it right, that's, that's TV gold. Oh, it's gold. That's TV Absolutely. gold. And so that's what we try to do. And uh, uh, it is a quarterback-driven game. There are more quarterbacks calling uh, games in the booth now that are analysts than – than just about anybody else. There are more quarterbacks calling games than there are coaches that are former coaches that are calling games. But I think there's a place for anybody that played at a high level that understands it. And John is one of the really more intellectual talents to ever play tackle in the National Football League. This partnership's off to a great start. That's Tim Brando, nationally syndicated uh, talk show host from, I'm assuming, still Shea Brando. In, Shea Brando, in Shreveport. Chateau Brando. You catch him nationally, and then, of course, uh, his yep. duties with CBS and Jonathan Stinchcomb. They're our guests today here on the Black and Blue Report. When we come back, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to get these guys their thoughts on what the Saints have in front of them going into these preseason games. We're right back. 
Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans Mobile Alerts. Visit Pelicans.com for information on these great features, plus sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Lotto is all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. From the neon lights of Shreveport, Bossier City, to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state, and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Tim Brando, Jonathan Stinchcomb, our guests. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly. Uh, guys, real quick, uh, before I let you get off to the practice field here today on your day of preparation in New Orleans, thoughts, and we'll start with you, Jonathan, thoughts on what, what lies in front of the Saints here going into these preseason games. What sticks out most at this point in camp to you? Well, to me, it's it's all about the trenches. Uh, you're switching from a, three, from a 4-3 to a 3-4 on defense, and you have to have the right personnel with uh, Kenyon Coleman down for the year. Uh, it creates uh, some opportunities from young for some other guys, and um, it's going to be intriguing who steps up and steps in in that role. Uh, on the offensive line, obviously much has been made of, of Jermon Bushrod and his departure to, to Chicago. Um, so who, who's going to fill that role? Is it going to be the, the talented Charles Brown who hasn't uh, been able to put it together yet? But uh, I think everybody who's a black and gold fan is hoping that he will. So uh, for me, the, the, the storylines that are, are intriguing are always going to be in the trenches. Tim, what about you? What do you yeah, have, what? Well, uh, he's right about the 3-4 versus the 4-3. You know, what that means for, I don't know, linebackers like Lofton and Vilma and uh, guys that um, uh, I don't know where Will Smith fits into this. Uh, I really don't. Uh, we'll find out. If, if he does or doesn't. Um, the loss of some um, talent up front um, does put, I think, some stress on what Rob Ryan has to find to get this, this team that gave up over 7,000 yards of total offense a year ago to at least not be the worst defense in the National Football League. If they can get it to, say, 20th, 19th, 18th with this offense that I, th- I still believe – is a, an, an elite offense that can accomplish a great deal, 
they, they could have a season very similar to the 2006 season, uh, if you look at it. Uh, they were not uh, world beaters defensively that year either, but they were so efficient on the offensive side, surprisingly so, I think, at that time, if you wind the clock back. Uh, this is a team could still go out, win the division, win 10 or 11. Uh, everyone's talking about anyone but the Saints in this division. Carolina's finished last year and uh, the third season now for Cam. Matty Ice in Atlanta. Gonzalez stays. Falcons, the only next step for them is the Super Bowl. Uh, everyone believes that Freeman's the real deal in Tampa and that uh, the Bucks are uh, a soaring team. And the Saints, because of the what happened a year ago and 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 Sean coming back, but with a completely revamped and and new defensive philosophy, uh, I think they're probably being undersold. I think the Saints are in, actually in a very good spot. Yeah, I uh, think it's a good spot too. Uh, um, we'll start learning tomorrow night, though. That's yeah, the, that's the yeah, fun part. I, I just you know, for me, from a personnel standpoint, that that's going to be the interesting thing to me to see what direction Rob Ryan's going to go in because that loss of Coleman is a big one, and I guess the other kid is a physically unable to perform right now butler right too uh is is i think P- Victor butler yeah he's, oh, he's yeah this will yeah, be a long term so he so, can't yeah. so he can't go what are you going to do with the defensive end position in that three four setup that you have right now uh, do, do you slide smith back down let him put his his hand on the ground uh, we'll see it's versatile and and i think a guy you're going to see tomorrow night we'll talk about this probably during the broadcast tomorrow night akeem hicks is going to that name's going to emerge for yeah you he, up, he's so. the guy that likely needs to slide down and i think this is uh the kind of defense that junior galette should uh thrive in too look good guys yeah hey we got to run um looking forward to tomorrow night i know the saints fans are too Same i here. know it's preseason football but it's still football let me tell you something there is no better team to do preseason games for than the New Orleans Saints. We get, by far and away, the greatest numbers of people watching these preseason games by market share. We see that all the time. The, the, the product that Sean puts out there is so exciting offensively. It doesn't matter whether it, the game matters or it doesn't. It's going to be fun to watch. Right. And then I think, thirdly, the environment here is yeah, a Saints game is a Saints game, whether it's in August or in September. The people are into it, and that that's what makes it great for us. And I'll add one more thing. Seeing as with the weather we've had this week, air conditioning for a preseason game, <laughs> pretty good too. Jonathan Stinchcomb, Tim Brando, our guests. You'll see them tomorrow night on Fox 8 and Cox Sports Television, of course. Preseason game number one, and we'll be back with more on the Black and Blue Report after these messages. What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region, including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great. Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. 
The second annual Saints Back to Football Run presented by Chevron will be held on Saturday, August 31st. The 5K race benefiting Team Gleason, the One Fund Boston, and the Greater New Orleans Sports Foundation will include an NFL Play 61-mile fun run for kids. Participants of all abilities will have the opportunity to race through the streets of downtown New Orleans towards the finish line at the 50-yard line of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Gumbo and Sir Saint, along with the Saint Stations, will be on hand to cheer on participants, and a post-race party with live entertainment and a beer garden will take place in Champion Square. All participants will receive a Saints Back to Football Run shirt, a commemorative finisher's medal, and an NFL-approved bag. Registration is now open at nflrunseries.com slash saints. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson. Our next guest was inducted into the Saints Hall of Fame in 2009, the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame in 2011, and this weekend, Morton Anderson will be inducted into the Greater New Orleans Sports Hall of Fame. Morton, congratulations. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Daniel. Thanks for having me on, and uh, what a great honor it is to uh, join all those great uh, contributors uh, that are, of course, born in New Orleans or have contrib- contributed in some ways to, to you know, in the, in the field, in the arena of sports uh, in New Orleans. So I'm, I'm honored to, to be included. How special is this weekend uh, to you being inducted into the New Orleans Sports Hall of Fame? Well, it, it means a lot. Uh, I spent 13 years in New Orleans, uh, immersed myself in the community. I have a lot of friends there. I think the world of the Saints organization and uh, the fans down there, they're rabid, adamant fans, and and through thick and thin, even when the team wasn't successful, they showed up, they packed the Superdome. So I understand the depth of the the commitment and love for for the city and for the the team that the fans have, and I feel the same way. Um, It's a special place, New Orleans. It's been through lots of uh, challenges, and it's overcome all of them, and it's... uh, you know, it's, it's a city that's rebounding tremendously after the natural disasters that they had with Katrina and so forth. And it's just uh, it's a testament to the will of the people of New Orleans. It's a testament to their desire to embrace the city and to make it a great place to live. And so I I, I really enjoy coming down and visiting, uh, although I don't live in New Orleans permanently anymore. Uh, every time down there is uh, is special to me. Do you have a favorite memory or a favorite game or a favorite kick that um, you can remember from uh, your days in New Orleans? I think the New Year's Eve game where we made the playoffs for the very first time was special. Uh, it was in, uh, it was on a, on a kick, and we had to re-kick it because uh, we were playing the, the Rams, I believe, and uh, they jumped off sides and blocked my field goal to win the game. Uh, and so we had a penalty. Uh, they had a penalty assessed on them. We kicked it five yards closer, made the kick, and uh, and the celebration commenced. <laughs> Not only in the in the Superdome, but uh, but in the city. That was the very first time that uh, the Saints made the playoffs. I don't remember the year. Maybe '87, some somewhere in there. Great, great memory. Yeah. Yes, I would say so. Um, do you keep up with the Saints now? Do you uh, pay attention whenever games are on? Do you try to catch them uh, whenever they play on Sundays? Absolutely, I you know I have the NFL ticket, and uh, so we have a little sports bar at the house, and certainly going uh, uh, the Saints game is always on the big screen. Um, 
along with some of the other teams that I played for, but uh, the Saints have us hold a special place in my heart. and uh, They usually take center stage at the Andersons. Uh, quick thoughts on uh, this year's team? Well, again, uh, it, it's it's great for the team to have their their uh, their head coach back, Peyton's back, and uh, it all depends on uh, you know how the new guys mess with the with the established players. Just got to stay healthy. The South is a tough tough schedule with with Atlanta, with Tampa Bay, and Carolina. So uh, it's going to be a, a fun year to watch. They're very explosive uh, offensively. I think the Saints have tried to address some of the issues they had on defense and uh, we'll just we'll have to wait and see uh, when they kick it off in September but the New Orleans Saints is a very good football team there's no question. We're talking with a former New Orleans Saint Morton Anderson who's being inducted into the Greater New Orleans Sports Hall of Fame this weekend. Mort, what's maybe the one thing you miss about playing professional football? I think the camaraderie, the relationships that you have in the locker room and then of course the three hours on Sunday afternoon when you kick it off and the lights are brightest. Uh, that's that's what I miss the most. Uh, besides the structure of the game, it's the relationships, the fun that we had in the locker room and uh, and on the field. Now, I know you've been retired since 2008, but you have been doing some work in the community. Can you talk a little bit about the foundation that you have? I would love to. Uh, the Morton Anderson Family Foundation has been uh, you know in effect now for about four years, and. Uh, we initiate quality of life programs for young people, for children, very much like my Kicks for Kids program in New Orleans for the Children's Hospital, where we raised almost a million dollars uh, while I was playing for the Saints. The foundation is based locally over in Beaufort, Georgia, north of Atlanta, and we we deal with the Boys and Girls Club and some of the initiatives that they're doing. We also have events that support Operation One Boys, which is an organization that specifically raises funds for special operation forces and their families. So these special op, uh, soldiers that come back from Afghanistan, Iraq, and overseas theaters, uh, we help them uh, and their needs. So we just had a very successful golf tournament in April that raised over $107,000. And so we're very proud of, uh, of what the foundation has done. The motto for the Morton Anderson Family Foundation is very simple, is what you give will grow and what you keep will perish. Fantastic, Morton. Is there a website that uh, fans can go to to maybe uh, learn more about the foundation and to possibly make a donation? There is. We have. Uh, it's very simple. It's mortonanderson.com, and then you just click on the tab that says Foundation. You can make uh, donations through there. We also have a special teams for special ops dot com website where people can make donations so there's a couple ways to do it morton anderson joining us today he's being inducted into the greater new orleans sports hall of fame this weekend morton thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to join the black and blue report i really appreciate it and look forward to coming to new orleans morton anderson everyone don't go away plenty more to come on the black and blue report somewhere in a town like the one you're in there is a person like you headed to a store to buy Bud Light. However, these Bud Lights give you a chance to win prizes that are best described as music firsts, like Monster DNA headphones, access to tracks and merchandise from today's hottest artists, and even tickets to one of Bud Light Music First's history-making 5051 concerts on August 1st. But before people like you can win, they need to head to a place where Bud Light is sold. It's finally here, Bud Light Music First. Enter the code inside specially marked packages of Bud Light for your chance to win one of over 500,000 music prizes all summer long. Visit BudLight.com slash Music First for rules and more information. 
Bud Light music first. It's the sound of history being made. Here we go. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 21 and over. Ends 8-15-13. Play without purchase. Mail your name, email address, and age to Music First Game. P.O. Box 753726, El Paso, Texas 88575. Void where prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. St. Louis, Missouri. The offseason for your New Orleans Pelicans has been exciting with all-star Drew Holiday and former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans being added to a lineup headlined by Anthony Davis and Ryan Anderson. Now, with the release of half-season and 12-game plans at varying price levels, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $13 per game and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. This is Eric, general manager of the Raising Canes and Kenner. To describe a Saints fan, you could say excited, committed, but definitely hungry. And that's when Raising Canes is fans' best friend. Fresh, never frozen chicken fingers, made fresh daily cane sauce, and a friendly Canes crew committed to serving you the best chicken finger meals around. Raising Canes, official chicken of the New Orleans Saints. One city, one team, one love. Taking a break from Mayor Landrieu's pothole repair crew. Once again, here's Sean Kelly. Well, we've reached the end here of this Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Time to wrap things up. We don't have a practice report for you today. That's because the Saints are working out inside, close to the public, at 4.30 this afternoon as we bring you this show at starting at 1 Central. So you'll have to check out NewOrleansSaints.com later on this evening for a complete wrap-up of what looks to be kind of a walkthrough practice for the Saints here the day before their ball game with the Kansas City Chiefs. Our thanks, of course, to Tim Brando and John Stinchcomb for stopping by. Producer Dan, nice job with uh, Morton Anderson for today's show. Rob Nice will be with you tomorrow afternoon as I'll be preparing for the football game tomorrow night. Rob will be hosting and we have a variety of guests already lined up. You'll be sure to tune in, won't you, tomorrow starting at 1 o'clock Central Time. Our thanks to producer Dan for his efforts, and uh, we'll look for you online or on your phone or other mobile device. The Black and Blue Report comes your way one more time this week. And until then, tomorrow, so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.